and recording. Thing. Why didn't one of us turn on the microphone? Hi, welcome to Bonehead Weekly. Well, you they just missed something to drink. Yeah, I don't have anything down here to drink. You know, you got the last of the Kool Aid. You could no, I didn't. There was a half a pitcher left. Oh. Well, you want to pause this and go get you a drink? No, I'm good if we're only going to do a fairly short episode. This ain't going to be short. It could be. It could be. Well, it's not going to be. If you haven't noticed, squirrel! That too, there's a fan going. Should we turn that off for the audio? Probably. It wouldn't hurt. I'll be back. You keep talking to the audience. Hey. I think we should leave all this in, though, and let them see the real us. Yeah. I mean, Joe just hurt himself. Uh, for those it's who it's like one of them goofy cartoons where everything happens off screen. This is probably our first in-person podcast recording in two years. Uh, have have we done one since COVID? I don't it wasn't so. at a convention. Yes, it was at a convention. I, so technically, this is the first one we've done in the basement, and of course, the cat hasn't done that. No, since no. we used to do this in years. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to Bonehead Weekly. We're glad we're back in the basement. I'm glad that the place is a filth, floor and filth. Can you all hear I us? I like a little squalor. Yeah, I know. Can you all hear us? I can't hear you. Are they See what he did there? Back? See what he did there? Are they supposed to speak? Dude, what would you actually do if it came out of the phone? Yes, we hear you. <laughs> like a giggle. You, you sound a little nasally. <laughs> We're on old-timey radio. We're not at all demons. Stick your Peter in my pocket. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So anyway, back to what we're saying. So this week's episode is going to come out right before Halloween. That was really scary. So it's going to come out right before Halloween. And we're going to talk about movies that actually scared us. Yeah. Now we last weekend we recorded a fantastic episode. It's going to be on next week about that we did live from Scarefest, right. which we always appreciate the Griffiths and, and Adrian for taking care of us about that. But this one, I, gentlemen, is our 300th episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. And they said that I'd get killed by the time we did three. And here we are at 300. I don't, who who were they? Voices in my head. Okay. <laughs> 300 episodes. I know. I I, I swung, I kind of sprung this on you. I didn't tell you all that I was going to ask you, but uh, that's a lot. That's, very, that's a whole lot. I, you know, but I honestly think about it because when we first started this, we thought, oh, well, you know, it'll be us talking. But yeah. we've had. Man, we've had some really good guests. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've never gotten any good views, but we had some good guests. Uh, people miss out. I mean, I think I, I, I actually. Think... Do you know our YouTube is actually steadily growing? Well, it's the I, damnedest thing. Well, but you know, I think I, you know, and I've said it before. I think we almost when we have a guest, it's almost like doing an oral history, right? So we get that it is, but it's so weird that most of our guests are not our most popular episodes, except for Jeff Burr. But we find rest in peace. Yeah. Um, we find some of the coolest stories. I mean, one of my all-time favorites, and now, of course, that I've mentioned it, I'm going to blank on the, his name. I am so sorry. But, you know, we found the guy that did the the puppetry for the Andorian antennas in Enterprise. No, you found that yeah, guy. You, I know. You found that Actually, guy. Jeffrey Combs mentioned him online, and I said, dude, I, and I never thought Jeffrey Combs would respond to some random guy going, can you give me his name? I'd like to track him down to interview him. And he goes, I don't have his business card anymore. But then people came through and Jeffrey Combs confirmed, yes, it's this guy. And then I contacted his Yeah, team. I know. It's cool. And we've met a lot of neat people. And we've we've got to interview our heroes, which has been amazing. I mean, we've, our, what, who do you think our most, who do you think the biggest get we got was? 
I mean, we're not, I'm not ending it. This isn't, we're not, before you all, and we're going on to our topic in a second. I just wanted to give a little pause to say, this is number 300. Yeah. It's hard to say what our biggest get was, because, I mean, you have Mick. Garris. Mick Strawn. Mick Garris is probably, Mick, if you wanted to guess in terms of. Or Nick Meyer. Nicholas Meyer was a pretty big get. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, um, I mean. The guy from House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Malone. Bill Malone. But I still think uh, it's either, I mean. Bill Malone was our first big director. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Nick Garris had to have been our biggest. uh, Well, I don't know. We we interviewed an Oscar winning editor. Editor. That's true. That's Paul Hirsch, the guy that edited Star Wars, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's the problem. You're looking at that in terms of what but you know like i said mick strawn michael moore i agree no i don't know that they were peter von peter peter von von Scholle, who we still need to get back on the show you know i mean we should should take a bite of something yeah i mean honestly i've got good for the audience the stories the stories we've gotten from the blue collar guys have made my day every single time in turn and by the way if you want to in terms of sorry mick but if you want to ask me in terms of the biggest get we ever had i Lloyd Kaufman for me. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing against Mick Strawn is probably the one is our most influential guest. Well, I want to say thank you, Mick. Now, I without you, a lot of this stuff wouldn't happen. And a lot of the connections that we built upon would have never existed without Mick Strawn. Yeah, Mick and, Strawn. and the fact that actually the biggest, he may be the biggest get in the sense of Mick Strawn is our friend. Yeah. 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 I was going to say Mick is in our life. Yeah. Until one of the, one of us gets court ordered. Uh, yeah, no, Mick, Mick, and Mick has introduced us to so many people who we never thought we'd ever get to talk to. But, but I, you know, I think the other side of it is we've been able to do like Peter David. We were talking about just earlier, right? And and Peter David might not be a household name, but if you watch these Marvel movies, you're seeing the impact of Peter David. Absolutely, you're seeing, and and not only that, and Bart Mixon too. Yeah, Bart Mix. I mean, some of these people that we've been able to interview, and, and you you follow Bart on social media, yeah, and all the stuff, cool stuff he did on Haunted Mansion, yeah. He's been showing it all. We are to have Bart back on. I was watching the RoboCop documentary, RoboDoc, and I highly recommend it. And the fact that Bill Sandel, William Sandel, and Bart Mixon are both all over that documentary. And I know Christy was sitting here the other night for one of the episodes and had to hear, oh my God, it's, it's, not, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like we know them, but we spend time with them. Yeah. yeah well, and or I, had spent time with them. But, I, and I think what I love about our show is that I it's can. It's our show. Well, no, no, actually, I, to be honest, sometimes I've, the few times I went back, I've actually thought, man, they could do this show without me. Like, I don't know what I'm bringing to the table. Oh, but, I don't think that's true all the time. All the time. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Uh, but no, I, you know, I do think about, like, um, you all mentioned uh, just the stuff I've learned, like the pyrotechnics. Yeah. When we When we had uh, Andre on the show. Uh, Andre Ellickson, right? And yeah. he was talking about, you know. Another Mick get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the amount of certifications that you have to get. And the fact that you start out, you, you get to make sparks. Yeah. That requires a level one certification, you know, to get. And so I find those stories fascinating yeah, because. Sorry, I got a text message. I want to make sure it's okay. Uh, is it for me? No. Because. Uh, Are you sure? James is talking. Yeah. He brings a lot to the show. We shouldn't okay. interrupt him. I don't know if that's true. That's, that's, like, that's a lie. You know. Um, so I, let me flip this around then. You talk about, you know, yeah. dream gets. Maybe not an individual. What are some dream gifts y'all would like to see in our next 300 episodes? Are we in the 300? That's a lot. I don't know. 
Um, my dream gets and the reality of who the great guests are are kind of two different things. So a dream of mine would be Sam Raimi, John Carpenter. But I know that John is a curmudgeon in the best possible way. I don't even think it'd bother me, even if he was shitty to me. I don't think it'd bother me because I just want... I don't even want to talk to him about his movies, really. I know it all. Well, I shouldn't. I don't should well, say I know said, it. Yeah, you don't. You only know what they've talked about. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not getting anything out. There. I want to go about what, what, what could we have done? Where were we going? I want to ask him about what his version of uh, my star, Creature from Black Lagoon, or My Star is the Destination. I want to talk oh, to him about yeah. those. But I know the man loves. Is, we've been told chocolate chip cookies in, in the NBA. Yeah, which I can only talk about one of those things. God, God I, I love the I, NBA. Hope he's a Boston Celtics fan. Uh, so those are some of my. I mean, uh, anyone really who would be fascinating to talk to, I would love to talk to Joe Dante. But Joe Dante has his own one. What are we going to talk to Joe that hasn't been talked to about five thousand six hundred seventy-two right. times, except for one time? I mean, I was lucky enough to get something out of Romero just because it accidentally came out. Mm-hmm. It's tough. What about you two? I tell you, there's there's two, and I'll I'll be honest. These are give me anybody that worked on. Them. Yeah, I don't care if you were the assistant key grip, or the assistant dog walker. If you worked on these shows, I, and I've tried, and we've mentioned this before on shows, uh, people that worked on the Muppet Show. It's been difficult, and the amount of people that said nobody wants to hear these stories. I'm like, I, what I want to say is me, me. I want to hear the story. I don't care. We don't do this show for anybody else, as you, the viewers, know. This we is, don't. This is just us wanting to hear these stories and share it. Yes, we want to share it with people that might be interested. Well, we do do it for them. Yeah, we do. Clearly, we don't We don't interview somebody every week. If we did yeah. only that, the show would only be about 50, 60 episodes long. Yeah. So we are doing it for somebody. But I don't know that I said about it going, I'm damn, we damn sure don't do it for the ratings. You know, or the sponsors. Unless I mean, y'all want to be sponsored. There's only a couple of times when we went back and did sequels to things because it did really well. Yeah, and it's just back. because we had more to talk about. Right. Yeah, but you know, and, and so I would love to get somebody that worked on the Muppets, but I have reached out and been in contact now with eight different, and we're not talking like Henson family. We're not. I don't even try with them because I know what that would be. But well, the, you're the, close to Kirk Thatcher. You got that nailed down yet? I I can't. Uh, I'll tell you when we're not filming. Uh, it's not, and it's not Kurt. I, Kurt, if you happen to see this or somebody that knows Kurt sees this, please pass along to Kurt. We would love to have him on our show as we discuss uh, more on that later. But, you know, I mean, just the amount of the, the what I keep hearing is we don't think anybody would be interested in those old stories. And I'm like, people love the Muppets. People still love that. We have never stopped loving the Muppets. And if you don't love the Muppets, don't watch that episode. But, you know, don't I don't want people. This sounds terrible. I don't want people to die and us lose those stories. I agree. I don't want, and my other one is The Simpsons. And yeah. I have tried to reach out to storyboard artists, directors, people that have done stuff for The Simpsons. There's this one uh, young upstart fellow that all he did with The Simpsons was uh, one of the intros for uh, the Halloween special, Del Toro. I tried yeah. to get him. He doesn't respond. I can't yeah, believe that. Uh, yeah, I know. What else is he doing? He only did one intro. To There's the a guy I would love to talk about just the ones that got away. Mm-hmm. No, that would be an entire episode going. It's because, just, let's just talk about the ones that got away. Yeah, yeah. Well, we what, did a whole episode on that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'd like saying. to have him. Like, I, I bet think, he knows more than we do. Yeah, yeah like, because actually probably be like, y'all missed a ton. You missed a ton. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, because I think those are the cornerstones and, you know, everybody thinks Matt Groening, the voice cast. And by the way, if any of the voice cast would ever want to do our show, great. I'd love to have you. Oh yeah. But I mean, but honestly, give me an animator. Give me, uh, I would love to, you know, I'd love to hear these stories. I'd love to hear what is it actually like in the writer's room? What is it actually like? And so those would be ones I would love to see. What's your dream ones? Man, that's answer. the that's the problem. I mean, if you tell me my dream ones, like on a Charles Band, what Charles Band? I would well, yeah, yeah. Now I'd love I, to have I'd love Band. to talk to Charles Band, but like Tim Burton, um, you know, Mel Brooks, some oh, some of those would be good. But that's a large scale. My enjoyment has been talking to the blue collar guys. I get so we we I love movies. I love specifically how they get made. In hearing the stories from Mick and Andre and and Bart and and Pete, I mean those have been amazing for me. Yeah. So was, to just to get more of those guys whose names I can't spat out because I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to get the production designer for Ed Wood or Roger Rabbit. Well, we do know who those are. We can look yeah. those up. Yeah, I know we can look them up. But if you told me off the top of my head, I couldn't say it. But I would love to talk to those guys. I agree. And see what they have to say about the actual making of the movie. Because you only get the actors and the directors. You only get their stories. And their stories are from people looking at it at a specific angle. Ones who like just basically kind of see the overview of making the movie. You don't see, like, for example, when we talk to Mick and... um the I love other, it when you play with my name. The other guy. I'm so, oh my God. When you're high and drunk. Blank, it's so pla- I'm it's blanking, pleasing. I'm blanking on his name. Is it the cocaine? No. Anyway, you don't know the name either, apparently. I don't know what you're talking about. Where we had the duel with Mick and the other production designer. Ole. Ole. Fran, yeah, Ole. Yeah, oh, yeah. The one that directed Fantastic Four. Yeah. Roger Corman's fan. No, 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 no. The, the other, the other well, production guy who was... Nick. Was, the one who was at Scarefest last year with Yeah, Nick. 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 Yeah. Okay. So I I'm, forgot Nick's last name. I forgot guy. Sorry, Vincent? Nick. I forgot his name. Yeah, Nick Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Where they were telling that story about being on the set of Dances with Wolves and them being surrounded by all those fake buffaloes. And Nick goes, Nobody cares about this story. I'm like, I do. I do. I love to hear that. I would them telling me I pictured myself in a, being surrounded by a bunch of fake bulls and walking around them and just being in awe. Well, the problem is is that those guys get asked about Freddie. Right. And that's all anyone ever asks about. And we have, if we've done nothing else, and I will, I will stand, I will go down, whatever you want to say on whatever this is on this hill of if I've done nothing else. And I know the three of us have done a really good job of when we've had guests of trying not to ask them about well covered yeah. territory. Right. And I know in my outside gig of moderating, I try to do the intro questions, not about those things. Now, this last weekend in Scarefest, when we have a Jaws panel and everybody's ready to go. There's, I don't get a chance to do that, and they're going to do that. But if it's a little more intimate, every single time. What are you going to say, James? Well, I, I was going to say one other thing I do want to say, and these are some of my favorite episodes. And then we probably need to get into the topic. Yeah. For a while. But these are some of my favorite episodes. And I know, speaking of, we talked about Mick, becoming friends with Mick. I do also want to give a shout out to the episodes we've done with authors. Laurel Hightower. Yeah, Laurel. Comes to mind. Laurel's phenomenal. And now her and Christy are really good friends. In fact, she took laurel from me yeah but 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 i mean the the when we did the episode with brandon applegate yeah and all the panel of authors for the collection that um those are uh, some now those are popular well and that's it because these are i I think that's i think if our show does nothing else i'm not saying we boost ourselves i don't know maybe we hurt ourselves i don't know but 
I love having having Brandon Applegate on the show to talk about when he put his short story collection together and he, and and our thing. I think he announced that he was doing the uh, his collection of tropes, mm-hmm. um, which we then did an episode on. Um, and I think he posted recently about wanting to do podcast again, so we probably need to tap him. Again. Well, I'd love to but, tap that. Uh, but anyway, all of that being said, I love the fact, and I think this is something we said very early on when we started doing this. We're not just a pot movie podcast. We're not just a pot. Uh, we're not a pot either. No, no, you can't put flowers in us. We we grow. You could put flowers in me, and I'll visit you, and I'll put dead roses on dead your roses grave. on my grave. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, thank you, Rolling Stones. stones. Uh, but anyway, no. But I I think that's what I do love about our show is it is a mix of everything, and I do enjoy the author episodes because. Actually, it's literally twiddling his I know, I know, but uh, you all have me actually thinking. We got to interview Kathy Charles about mm-hmm. her film. I love talking to Kathy, and 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 we actually were friendly for a half minute, and then she stopped talking to me. Very sad. You reckon it was something he said? But then probably. Um, <laughs> yes, I've Steensland. been. Uh, yeah, Mark Steensland. Mark right. Steensland. Oh God, that leads me to a whole other topic. Shit said after we're done recording. We <laughs> could literally talk to an audience for an hour and a half if not more about stories that are told to us off the record yeah right yeah right but i you know i because that steensland's movie um stuck with me i still think about that that movie quite a bit and so i think that's the other thing is i love about our show and it doesn't maybe help the audience but i love what i've discovered because his movie stuck with me and i i follow him now on social media and he's got other stuff coming out and i think that's well, anyway, it's helped us discuss. Uh, it's helped me. I won't speak for you all because y'all don't read books and whatnot. Uh, but it's helped me discover a lot of things. Going, oh, this is. It doesn't have to be a billion dollar budget, and I knew that before. No, it's a good picture. But it's 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 an effective, beautifully haunting film that has something to say. And I I, I don't know if I would have it would have been brought to my attention if we didn't do. If we had interviewed Kathy, who said, "Oh, let me tell you about yeah," and it so it, I think le- it leads to things. We we meet people, and she was kind enough to have name dropped us a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to say uh, thank you for three hundred. Ep- Actually, you really should be thanking us for three hundred episodes. I think that's how that goes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and all the it's free mutual though, because if we didn't get any views, we might stop. I mean, not for a while. Don't think that you can just turn us off and we like. No, we'll you, you. What's the line from Fatal Attraction? Dude, I, I'm sorry, Joe. I don't carry around yeah, my quotes from Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Why not? You're both living it. With this, we're going to get on to our topic. Thank you for the 300 episodes. Scariest movie of all time. Oh, no, actually, scared. Uh, finish with a pause, you uh, bastard. Well, now we've got dead air. Why don't you talk? So why don't you just say that again, Joe? For the people in the back, we're talking about not the scariest movie of all time, but the movies, movies that, that scared us. That actually, yes. because sometimes the scariest movie of all time didn't scare the shit out of us. In fact, one of the ones I'm going to talk about is so lame, it's uh, it's damn near laughable. I don't think that Wes Craven's films outline. <laughs> he, I know, you know. First? Yeah, I guess. And the reason that'll let me take about it. About and I chicken. do have a question for you all because I think this is true. We all we've, we've known each other for over like, me and Joe over two decades. I Jay literally was, finished something earlier, and he goes, "You didn't even hear what I was going to say." And I said, "Blah blah blah," is the answer. And he goes, 
Yes. And James, you've known me for almost a de- two decades now. We're yeah, I was right say, we that... actually should be at the. It is two decades, right? bud. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I worked at UK. 2003 when you yeah. went to Moorhead. There yeah. you go. So we've known each other for we've known each other both of us for over all three of us for over two decades. And we know each other's personal history. I think we can we all agree I'm probably the most I was the most timid growing up. Like I like shit scared me like Oh, Lane, no, no, no. I don't know. James I'm bad. pretty timid. I'm bad. I, I didn't watch horror movies. I couldn't watch horror movies for long. Actually, some science fiction movies. Yeah. I would say you're a slightly more introverted than James, but I yeah. would say James is a little more timid probably as a young man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I could. Well, no, I mean, yeah, key case in point, my, my, my cousin and sister introduced me to Friday the 13th. Those movies are damn near laughable now. There's not anything scary about right. them. But I was literally scared to go outside of my house at night because we lived we lived near, near the woods and I would be scared to death that Jason was going to be out there in the woods. He probably was. I couldn't hear it. There I probably he- was a guy named Jason somewhere near your house. Yeah, he's my cousin. Well, that's scarier than that guy in a hockey man. Because I know one that touched you. <laughs> I know you were never camp counselor, and I definitely know if you were, you weren't having sex with anybody. Yeah. No, you didn't have any. No, sex. I never went to camp. That would mean I would be isolated with a bunch of people and have to socialize. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck and that. no, I'm joking. No one touched you. Mm. Why were you left out? <laughs> Look at me. It's my whole life. It's <laughs> oh, <that's> not true. <laughs> You successfully at well, least made it twice. Yes, what Joe's trying to tell you is, if he would have been, you know, a touchy toucher, he would have touched. Yeah, you. old but creepy Uncle Joe would have touched you. He would have been into you. Yeah, if that's what he did. I mean, if that's what you wanted, I'm just here to provide you with. Friends. No, I mean, but no, so there, there. So there are movies. There are. I mean, you know, movies that I, I hear from people. Oh, it scared me. Oh, it scared me. And being as timid as I was, where everything fucking scared me. I didn't really get scared about movies other than a, a select handful of movies that just literally I, I couldn't sleep or I couldn't finish because it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the lamest one first because Joe made a reference to it. And I've talked about this numerous times. The movie Shocker scared the shit out of me. But there's a really good sequence and scene in yeah. Shocker. Yeah. And specifically the scene where the... But the movie doesn't work. The movie doesn't work. But as a kid, it did for me. But no. as an adult, I'm like, oh, why? why? And I, even then I go... It's a little uneven. Yeah. Even even the beginnings, like it's a foot, but it's, it's a little uneven. Yeah, but there, that sequence the is really cool. Yeah, and the sequence I'm talking about is, uh, you know, Peter Berg, the main character, the hero of the film. You know, he's trying to fight the serial killer who's in the television. And he has... A, it's his dream sequence or something... And his dead girlfriend comes out of a pond. Mm-hmm. And I had a nightmare for, of that scene for years. It taunt, it haunted me. And I don't, I can't explain why, but just they had her pale. There was no, like, she wasn't gory. She wasn't covered in blood. She was just wearing like a nightgown with a necklace and was really pale. It's a really good sequence. I'm, I'm assuming it still is. I haven't yeah, seen it. I mean, yeah, it is. But now that I looked at it as an adult, I'm like, why did this scare me? But I'm, I, I mean, this was in my 30s when I saw it. I mean, up until then, it still terrified me. It terrified me that I wouldn't watch it in my 20s because I was afraid of it scaring me again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just weird that shocker of all the Wes Craven films, and we're going to talk about the other Wes Craven film that scared the shit out of me um, growing up as a kid. Um, but yeah, that one in particular, it just terrified me more than any movie that I can think of. The one that can I do a non movie for if you're talking about as a child for something that doesn't hold up very well and that really gave me nightmares? Yeah. Can we can I can it be a non movie? I don't care. It's yeah, 
It's our it, show, Joe. Nobody's. It is. An, it's the Tom Savini directed episode of Tales from the of, of of Tales from the Dark Side about the 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 girl who who goes into this his this man's lost his daughter and he's renting out her old room and yeah. there's a little small door and basically the little gargoyle looking daughter is still in there dead or whatever and comes out and eventually kills the girl but it's just a monster it's not even a really great monster that i watched it 20 years ago but it gave me nightmares for months and i didn't until i was an adult realize it was even directed by tom savini well who have who you know we've had the privilege of meeting well can i interject on this one i know it's Mm -hmm. but there's so the tv show monsters yeah which is a very low budget it was the low budget of Tales from the Dark Side. It's, it's extremely low budget. It only Everything takes place in one room, every episode, one room. And it, it features some kind of very cheaply looking monster. But there was one episode of this one where it's a, it's, it's a salesman who goes to a, a, a farm. He's broke down and he's he's there. And the, and the parents literally say, you can't touch our daughter. And by the way, this I'm going to tell you this now. And for our old, younger listeners, if we have any look in for those old, have anybody under 30 and any of our older and anybody who's anybody really? who doesn't know this name, look him up. The salesman was played by Soupy Sales. <laughs> and anyway, so Soupy Sales meets his daughter who's who's hot and he can't resist himself. So he touches her and her skin literally falls off. Mm-hmm. And it, it just barrels down to he just keeps touching her and the skin keeps falling off and off and off and off. That one scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, You've even now though, done too, huh? You've now done too. I, 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 I well, I just that episode of Monsters scared me. Yeah, that and and I watched it recently, and it's absolutely laughable. It's, there's nothing scary about it. The Tales from the Dark Side one, I just happened to catch. I think on Sci Fi Channel when they're doing. So I don't have. A, I haven't went back to watch it in a long time. This was 15 years ago. I didn't know it was funny. It was slightly apropos that it was directed by Tom Savini. If you know me, I had no idea as a yeah. kid who they even that was. Right. But of all the ones he would have directed, that's the one that jacked me up. But I I, um, I have fond memories of it. I don't think I probably should go back and watch it. James. James. What I, you know, you know, I've started start with childhood ones. I'm going to start with the same one. And it's, well, those are the ones that stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to start with the, the movie. I'll be honest. No movie really scared me as an adult. Because my parents knew I was paranoid, especially when I was very little. And I was very little when I saw this. You know, it's like, oh, well, we're in Disney-ish movies, right? And so, I mean, or or stuff like the Ghost of Mister Jensen, mm-hmm. which I loved as a kid. Then actually, that's one of the few things that had anything mentioned of a ghost that didn't scare me. And so they rented me one. I mentioned this on the show before, but I, you mentioned going back and seeing it now and saying it's laughable. That's why I'm not going back and watching it. I kind of, I've now kind of treasure the fact that it jacked me up because I know it won't now. Oh, Mister Boogity. No, um, uh, and it's not a Disney movie, but it was animated. So of course. In my dad's mind, that minute was the Disney movie. Um, the Last Unicorn. I've yeah. mentioned it before, but the Last Unicorn. That's acted up a lot of kids. That never that scared age. me. I watched it. All There's a lot time. of people who have I that memory think, of being. I think it's where I did grow up on a farm, and we had cattle at the time. And that scene where all the unicorns are trapped in the the Red, Red Bull. Bull, yeah, and the fire and all of that stuff. In my young mind, growing up where I grew up and and being socialized with some people, I was socialized. That was hell. Right, the fire, the bull, the all of that stuff. I yeah. mean, the imagery, and then it really messed you up because you got turned on by that bird with all the boobs. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. 
Are you, you really don't remember the bird with the boobs? I don't think it exists. I think what uh are you sure you watched the normal version of the last Can we give a shout out to Miranda Wilson? I love those ones she's been pointing the, the it's basically the she's been posting those memes or gifs yeah, of the yeah. porn versions of like Halloween or yeah. Horroween or whatever. Yeah, I downloaded the wrong one. I was like, No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I I can't believe you don't remember that she goes to like this circus type thing and there's this old lady who kind of looks like a witch. And she tries to trap the unicorn to put her on on her display, but her main attraction is this big bird with big boobs. I don't remember it well. I, I have not seen the film literally, probably since I was six or seven years you old. You are not pulling it up now. I am uh, googling it while James is talking. I was probably, I was, I, or maybe I was even younger than that. I was the first time I saw it. I was probably three or four, mm-hmm. and then I saw it again. My parents were in again for some reason when I was six, and I probably haven't seen it since. But I don't want to see it. Like people are like, oh, you should go back and watch it. It's really good. It's got a great cast, and all of that is true. But I kind of have been hesitant to revisit it because I'm like, I can't, uh, it'll never be the same. And I kind of want it to be. See the boobs? I I kind of want it to be. Oh, yeah, I guess she does. Those aren't huge, though. They're just like bigger nipples. I've seen bigger. I, you know, Chad, I worry about the fact that you remember that about above all other things. I, I remember the whole movie, but it had a bird with big boobs. They're not really that big. They're massive. They're more like torpedo kind of. But anyway, the point being that, so that's one that I. Those I, are I, like suckling ones. Uh, uh, those are a little bit bigger. Thank you. It's all about the ankle. Well, yeah, that's. That's what I've been telling ladies for years. Uh, when your face is that close, it can't help but look small. <laughs> Once again, quote Wolfman Jack, if you've got the curves, I've got the angle. Um. Anyway. Uh, so yours is that. The, as far as, yes, early, y'all just started with early childhood. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you want a movie that traumatized like four, four to six year old James, uh, God, it is Last Unicorn. All right. What's yeah. yours, Chad? Uh, oh, I'm going. I'm going. That's oh, your, your turn. It's your turn. I can go if you want me to. No, I'm, I'm going to go for an obvious one. The movie that really, that really, really scared me as a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's an obvious one. It's a scary movie, but the in particular the movie the movie itself the first one terrified the hell out of me. The other ones not so much, but the the scene where the the body bags getting drugged through the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Oh my god, scared me. And because we I went to an old it, when I saw that movie for the first time, the elementary school I went to was a very old school. I mean, it was built in the nineteen twenties. And we had hallways similar to that. And I could just, I would be afraid to go out and like use the bathroom because I was afraid I was going to see somebody drag a dead body across it. It's a, t- <clears throat> I and saw they it. did, but never in a body bag. So it never triggered that. I was probably seven or eight and it terrified me. Too. Yeah. I don't know that it stuck with me like the one I was telling you about. I probably was just a little too old for it, but yeah. it terrified The body me. bag scene stuck with me it's for a, a s- very long. And, and the, the final scene where the mother gets pulled through the door. Yeah. That terrified me. Mine is the goat screaming. Oh, yeah. And just little things through it. That movie actually holds up really well, except for the acting. It's honestly, it's the only rock I can throw at it. Yeah. No, it's I, that some of the performances are a little, and not all of them, but some of them are the most, and teenagers, the teenager talk doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. But no, that movie, I, I just can't talk about how much it traumatized me as a kid when I was scared to death of it. And and yet, at the same time, the one thing I could say about it is it kept making me want to watch more horror films, which is the messed up part about it is it made we, me nervous. I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, oh, how can I get more of this? We all love it. Yeah. We all love it. Uh, mine, mom and dad's what up when I was 11. I've said this many times, but mom showed me The Exorcist probably about 12 and I was a little too young. 
Right. I don't know that it bothered me, bothered me, though. Did it you all? The Exorcist? I didn't see the... I can't say that because I didn't see The Exorcist till I was in my late teens. But... And by that time, I was completely... Nothing scared me. But... Except taxes. The version you'd never seen, the re-release, the one that freaking did for Blatty, Mm -hmm. the spider walk scene scared the piss out of us. Yes. And it affected both of us. Not necessarily that we were up all night. But it scared the piss out. Oh yeah, we were sitting in your apartment, and it. I saw, and it's you just don't, you don't know it because you're used to the movie, right? And it takes you by surprise, and it comes out. And yeah, I jumped up. It scared the shit out. Of me. It's just out of blue, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, but The Exorcist really, yeah. Go ahead, James. You know, and mine's not a, a traditional horror movie, but I think it's. I think horror works on me if you connect with something that has happened to me. Which is why I'm here to talk, talk to you about today. Pet, <laughs> how about that pet cemetery? <laughs> we got to burn them. Sorry. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> That's terrible, but accurate. Uh, anyway, no. No, and, and so this is, this is uh, An arm. more information than anybody ever needs. But uh, when I was young, I hurt my right knee. And it, it's still... Wait, your right knee, not your left knee. What, my right knee. What about your weenie? Uh, weenie, thank you, folks. Um, weenie, weenie, I'm talking about your dick. <laughs> thank you, Chad. You're welcome. I was concerned, I hadn't figured I hadn't, de- but anyway, so I have a thing in me. Your door, it's a penis. That no, that's not what's in me. I swear it could be. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, uh, if you played your cards <laughs> right, right, anyway, it could be. Now, for some reason, the way you said that again made me think of Al Slurring. And I'd be hanging from the ceiling so they know they were amongst their own. Anyway, um, meat popsicle. Um, keep telling me about your knee that got all scarred. So up. Knee, yeah, so I replacement's my knee and, and it, it hurt quite a bit. And and Boy. so knee injuries to this day get me. And one of the scenes, the only time I've been watching a film, I watched it at home for the first time. I was probably, I was a teenager and I was by myself watching it and it got to a certain scene and I literally stood up and went, oh, and, and it literally, I had to look away. It's not a horror movie, but it definitely has some horror elements. It was Deer Hunter. Yeah. The scene where he falls out of the helicopter. Yeah. And it flashes it. And by the way, I went back and watched it in slow-mo just to see how did they do it. And it's my mind making it worse than it actually is. Yeah, the deer hunter bothered me too. I watched it a few years ago. I'd never seen it, and it stuck with me. And it's not because of that. It's just... It's unrelenting. It's unrelenting, and it is so heavy. Everything goes wrong. Ever. But there's no solution. There's no solution, and it is so heavy. Even the opening scenes with the Viet Cong and him throwing the grenade in with the kid. Oh, it's yeah. just so damn and, heavy. And so, I mean, that I, to me, it's not a horror movie, but it is a movie with tons of horror. It has tons of horror, and it's just, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word than heavy, but I, it just weighs on you. No, it's it, the, the other it has movie, a very, it has a visceral effect. The other movie that has had that same effect, there's only been two that weren't, that literally. I would say have horrific scenes in them that haunt me when I think about them. It's the deer hunter, and I've mentioned it several times on the show, I know, but the gray zone, the final scene in the gray zone, and I didn't get to meet David Arquette at Scarefest. But I didn't the, either. It's the only question I really wanted to ask him, and if he ever does our show, Thing of Dream Get, 
I would love to say to David Arquette, how did you make it through filming that last scene? And we didn't get to do a panel because his time, his line was never less than three hours. Yeah. But the deer hunter, uh, the deer hunter, and and to to, and I'm not. If you haven't seen the gray zone, see the gray zone. God, it's good and brutal and and sad and tragic. But they're they're not horror films; they're war films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are. I mean, if you want a movie that gets to me, that when I watch it, I have trouble sleeping. I have trouble because it weighs on me. And I love the deer hunter. And Christopher Walken deserved every inch of that Academy Award. And you deserve every inch of what I'm going to give you as well. Yeah, all two inches. <laughs> huh. I'm joking. It's more like one and three quarters. Uh, Braggart. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but no, I think I think that's it. I, 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 and so those are. I mean, if you want to talk about movies that really horrified me, God, the Deer Hunter has to be on that list. Yeah, because it doesn't. I can't escape it. It's still in my head. All right. I'm trying to think. Okay. I've got the third one. You want me to go? No, I've got two. I do two. I just feel, okay. I'll do this one. The ring. The ring scared the shit out of me. The ring scared the shit out of me when she walks out of the TV. Did we watch no, it together? The, I don't know if we did or not. I can't remember. But no, the TV. TV didn't scare me. It didn't. Mean. It well, it did. But I'm getting to that part. Well, good. But the one, the scene that really scared me is when they're talking about the first death. And they talk about the the babysitter or something, and they yeah. open the door, and her face just drops, and her jaws all hits scary as shit. Oh, it it still haunts me. Like I still I still think about it, and I get shivers. I mean, it's Gore Verbinski is one of those underappreciated directors, in my opinion. I agree. Yes, he got he he did Pirates of the Caribbean, but nobody talks about Rango. Nobody and Mouse they, Hunt is a fun Mouse movie. Hunt. Nobody and people talk about the Ring, but they don't talk about it for the right reasons, in my opinion. Um. Mm. But yeah, that scene with her come in the closet dropping. But yes, the TV scene scared me. And I've talked about this scene. I, I think I've talked about this on a, a previous episode, but in case you haven't, I'll talk about it. How I knew this movie really, really affected me is I went um, after the night after I watched it, I went to bed. And um, I at the time I was in a base, I lived in my my. I, my bedroom was in a basement. I was young, uh, still didn't have was my own there apartment. like a rope where they let stuff down <laughs> into the <laughs> hole? And it, in, in my room, was chance, Jack. My bedroom, my bedroom was the only room that was finished in the basement. So it, it was dark and it was very quiet. And um, I went to bed that night, and except I didn't realize, except for the lambs, yeah, except for the lambs and, and the I, actual rats. <laughs> I forgot the remote was in the bed with me. And I rolled over and hit the power button in the middle of the night, and the volume was really high up, and it was just on snow. Hell snow. Pretty... So <laughs> I woke. Uh, I woke up to Hank this. Snow. I am not Hank Snow's brother. Keep going. I was in deep sleep, and all of a sudden, I heard. I hear this. I jumped up out of bed, ran for the door, and I was so out of it that I didn't realize the door was closed. Headbutted the door and flew back and fell on my back. Real quick story. The only way you can imagine, only this would happen to Chad Jennings. The first time, because and we'll wrap, bring it back around, but I just want to do this story. I don't know if we've, I'm sure we've told it on here. Who knows? I've never listened to all 300 episodes yeah. and I put the show together. But the time James met Chad for the first time, I had an apartment at Moorhead State University as a director of Alumni Tower the middle room had a fold-out couch and whatnot, and Chad was there sound asleep when I was coming back from the office. And I said, James, watch this. And James, what happened? 
you opened the door and screamed, oh my God, Chad, the blood. And Chad levitated about, in my mind, I know it he could have come been. off the couch quick. But you came up off the couch. <laughs> and in my mind, like it was almost from laying flat asleep, three foot up in the air, and then fell on the ground. <laughs> and only he could have done it. And anybody else was like, oh, you asshole. And it was him. Now, if we're going to talk about things that affected us that bad, I won't say the one I was going to because the last the last movie I saw in the theater that bothered me, I, we can do an honorable mention. Yeah, but, mine's not. But the Blair Witch is the one that gave me nightmares. Yeah, it scared me. But at the same time, when I watched the reason but I when you watch no no it got you later. Yeah, the movie didn't scare me. It's yeah. creepy. Yeah, it, no, it never scared me. It's creepy. It's a creepy movie. I, I truly Well, that's because you were siding with Rustin Parr the entire time. <laughs> them kids should have went with him, but if yeah, they chose to. I, I think with me, I watched it after all the hype had gone through the time about how scary it was and all this other stuff. And I'd heard all this stuff. And then my friend finally took me. And I'm like, meh. But it gave you nightmares. It did. It came back later and scared the shit out of me, which I, that was crazy about that film. Gave me nightmares. Gave my mother who, oh shit, it's been 20 years. She probably was close to my age now. Yeah. And probably closer to 50. Gave her nightmares. Right. So that's all I'm going to say about Blair, which everybody knows it. James. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. I'll be honest. I, I only have one more. I only have one more. Do you want us to go? It didn't necessarily scare me. Yeah, well, my problem is... No, you have a lot of I have a lot of problems. But my problem with doing this topic is there's not always a lot of films because I'm just geeky enough to say, well, how did they do that? Like, how is I know. That's our problem. And I think... Or one of our many problems. Which... And so... But I do think about the stuff that's not films that get to me and... One of the things that comes to mind is, and it's another. Has he said one yet? No, he's still. He's just going another, back. It's another forth. podcast, and they did the Amazon show briefly. But lore, and and I know we're talking about films. But screw it, I'm I'm talking, so I'm going to talk about what. No, no uh, okay. I keep hearing music. I have no idea where it's coming from. The, I can I speak to Sybil. <laughs> you don't hear that? No. Okay, I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the drum beat hit me. Um, it's sometimes it's the stadium. You can hear it from the yeah. the way it echoes. Keep going. But um, so Laura's a podcast. They did do an Amazon show. The first season's really She's good. She's also a singer. Um, but Lord, mm-hmm. is that Lord or Lord or Lord? Lord, Lord have Lord. mercy. We can be royals. What? We can be rurals. <laughs> we sure can. Why didn't Weird Al write that? <laughs> he may have. Uh, and then when this bad idea moved on, we can be rurals. We still got one more movie to watch. Lore, lore, if you've never seen it, I'm waiting on him. Actual, and there's three After books. I told all the stories. Lore takes actual history yes. and does the analysis yes. and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. And if you haven't seen the one where he talks about premature burials, and he links it to Bram Stoker and mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's inspiration for Dracula. Uh, it's fascinating. The one that got me, and I could care, well, I shouldn't say I could care less, but Chucky, Megan, I know you're doing the hand thing because I talk with my hands. What? Uh, but Chucky, Megan, all those never get to me. I was watching, because they did an episode of the show with it, but I'd also heard it on the podcast where he talks about Robert, mm-hmm. the actual doll that was supposed to be possessed. They tried to burn it. It wouldn't burn all this mm-hmm. stuff. 
And at the end of the show, he goes, oh, it's on display. You can, and it's true. You can go to Florida. They've mm-hmm. got it on display. They've now put it on display. And they have signs up, do not take your picture with Robert without asking his permission first. And then they have letters where people have emailed or sent letters in saying, please apologize, Robert. I did. And ever since I did that, bad things have happened. I don't believe in a cursed doll. I don't believe in any of that stuff. That's but, because you ain't never suffered it. Well, you know why? Because you ain't never took your picture of Robert. Because you know what? I'm not going to go. I go to Florida quite a bit. I enjoy going to Florida. You ever go to that Mickey Mouse place? Fun time, dude. Fun time. I went and saw the Ecto one down there a while back. Yeah, I, Universal. I went and did the Universal Haunt Houses where they had the classic monster one. That was the best one, by the way. I liked Stranger Things. It was cool. But you know what I didn't decide to do? Oh, there's this allegedly cursed doll. Do I believe in curses? No. But am I going to tempt fate? What yes. did we learn? What did we learn from our good friend Kevin Shelton? When do you not tempt fate? I don't remember. Raising ferrets. But raisin also. Don't <laughs> tempt fate while raising ferrets. I haven't heard that in 15 years. But also, Joe, also, you should not tempt fate around. And that's why I find. Oh, my God. There's episodes of lore where, and it, what's funny is if you listen to it, Aaron Mankey doesn't have a spooky voice. It's not Vincent Price. It's not anybody. But there's some episodes where he leads off going, and you can go and do this if you so choose. And every time I'm like, to hell I will. <laughs> I'll listen to you. Tell me about it. I ain't going to your cursed earth. The ground is sour. And so, yeah, that's that would be the, those are the stories that get to me. The the all right, let's wrap it up. Come on. Oh, so if you uh, one don't movie, don't fall asleep. No, you got asleep. stuff all over you here. Uh, you don't ever clean up after. Don't forget it. <laughs> you can't do the line. Not without the context. Not without the context. Hold on. Stampeding cattle through the Vatican. Kinky. Kinky. Joe pinched my booty. <laughs> um, I ain't got no cake. <laughs> all yeah, plate and no cake. It's, Take up there. Um, no, I, I want to say the, the movie that disturbed me, it didn't scare me, but it disturbed me. Martyrs. Martyrs is a very disturbing Martyrs. film. It, I've never, it's I haven't. Very well moved, it, done. Movie. I have not seen Not the movie. American remake. I've never seen it. Not the, no. it's, it doesn't pack the same. It's I, a horror movie. Yeah, I have seen. Martyrs is a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie. I didn't movie. even know they remade it into an American Yeah, film. they did. Okay. But uh, no, the movie Martyrs, it it genuinely disturbed me to no end, especially and when they finally get to the point of where they reveal why, what's going on and what they do to that woman further. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost couldn't watch it just because it was unrelenting as to what they did to her. Yeah, kind of like, it, 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 there's a couple of movies like that. Funny Games is another one, so yeah. unrelenting. But yeah. I still don't think it's as bad as Martyrs. No, Martyrs, no, is Martyrs the takes worst. it to a next level. Yeah. And, and, then the, and like you said, the reason they're doing it. Funny Games is they're just gonna do it. Just do it. But the reason they do it, and then the 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 end of the movie when they get what they want, all of it. I just I I walked. I turned off the TV. I went up to my bedroom and I sit there looking at the ceiling, going, "Why should you spread your brains all over the ceiling?" Yeah. The one character does, and and no movie has ever done that to me. Where I just go up there and go, "Why?" Because I know it's all fake. I know it's just to get an audience reaction. But when I went, I just could not get over it. There's not a lot of fun to be had martyrs. No, it's not. There's not one. It's it's an experience. And it's, I argue, it's an important film that makes you ask questions. I agree. I agree with you 100%. For me, uh, the last movie that scared me in the theater, I've said this multiple times, was The Descent. I'm claustrophobic. 
Neil Marshall. Did you see that in the theater? I, I, saw, that in the I saw it in the theater, okay. and I actually my I had a the because we sat together. I guess I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I had a visceral reaction where I threw my hands up at the screen wow. because I am really claustrophobic. Got better with it with age, but I'm claustrophobic, and that movie. Neil Marshall's best film. Dog Soldiers is a good movie too, but it's Neil Marshall's best film. No, disagree. What's better than that? Hellboy. It's almost unwatchable. Do you ever see that Doomsday? It's fun. No, but it's no. It's It's no Defend or Dog Soldiers. Doomsday, I have more fun with than Descent, but but Descent's not meant to be as much fun as Doomsday. No, and it's so depressed. That's another depressing one. And with that, are we at the end? Are we good? Uh, No, uh, he's got to go again. No, I was just going to say, I was saying about honorable mentions and and things that actually. That was my honorable mention. I know, but what I was thinking was, well, I haven't done honorable mention. You said earlier, didn't have anything. Well, you might even do his honorable mention. We got to move. It won't take take the same amount of time whether I talked or not. (laughs) True. I was saying you mentioned the last one that got to you in theaters. Yeah, it was the descent. I can't uh, remember. Mine, I mean, I probably bumped. I don't know. When we saw Insidious, I jumped a lot. You yeah. did too. Yeah, Insidious got to it. It has a lot of jump scares. Chad in the theater, him and I alone braiding each other's hair, holding hands. It was scary. Uh, Dude, but also Insidious, what are you gonna do? You're it's it's a lot of jump scares. You're your host. I was thinking actually, and I was saying about it because I rewatched it again recently. I know I brought it up couple times recently um i watched alone in the th- a theater i was literally by myself nobody else there is when i watched mandy yeah and i watched it again recently and i remembered sitting in alone in that theater i was the only one there so there's no ambient light no is that what alone else. means uh, yeah that's what it means I, I i was just he walked into it. yeah i know i was putting impasses uh that what that was are you going to speak? That sleeping bag, man. I know it's a it's that, a tough movie. That's a brutal mm-hmm. film too. And by the way, and I've said this before uh, multiple times, the fact that she didn't get nominated and uh, maybe not win, but nominated for an Academy that first half of that film, and I'm blanking on the actress's name. She's fantastic. It's that, not Nick Cage's. It's movie. not Nick Cage's movie. Nick Cage's. Nick Cage's a response. Yes, Nick Cage's a response. But to that Mandy. movie, that first it's 40, called Mandy. That first forty five minutes is her film. And when what happens to her, I honestly thought, what the hell do you do? I don't know. If you're in that situation, if you are in her shoes, what do you do? And so that was the last time in a theater I was uncomfortable watching a film that I really loved. What? Buy an RV. You're welcome. And with that, this has been Bonehead Weekly. I don't like you. Happy <laughs> Halloween. We love you guys. Happy 300th episode. We do it for what we just said earlier. We do it for us. but Actually, we also it's do it, all for Damien. All for Damien. But we do appreciate Damien Leon so much that we've done this. Thank you so much for those terrifier pictures. I don't know. I just and if you like us nice more guy. in person, please let us know in the comments or whatever. I know one person likes doing uh, likes us doing the, the couch episode. Just Glenn. Glenn. No, that's the one person. That's the only one's ever. We do bounce off of each other better when we're close together maybe the and, yeah. and if he still listens and he i'm sure he doesn't listen still he gave up on us a, a while back but uh we when we talked about our all the people we've interviewed uh the other person who liked us on the couch was ken boggle yeah. so yeah. Uh, again another one who he he gave us our first interview and it was a crazy one and we loved it we yeah. loved everybody oh, yeah. you know i think about ken you mentioned that exorcist earlier i always think about him near christmas because what's his favorite christmas film the exorcist remember he always says he watches exorcist because it's a story about 
returning to faith. Yeah. So there you go. All right. With that, thank you all so much. This has been 300 Bonehead Out. Yay. We get to watch a movie now. It is Sparta. Can you see my nose? Is Oh, you were stopped recording. No. Grrrr. <sighs>